So we are discussing from the book of Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 17. Okay, let's go. So we'll, we'll read it, right? Mm, we'll read it. You read to 13, I'll read to the rest. Okay. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had the spirit of infirmity 18 years mm. and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. So, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. 13. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to walk, in them therefore that come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord answered him, and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox, or his ass from the stall, and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, whom Satan had bound, lo, these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Alright, so I have um, Apostle so with me, we're about to discuss um, this word of God we just read, this portion of God's word we read. Now, tell me what strikes you most about these scriptures. Sure. You know, from the beginning in verse 10, I was paying a close attention at that word. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues mm. on the Sabbath. So from there we saw a definition of his of the enterprise he was engaging in on that day. He was teaching. Mm. The singular purpose why Jesus came to the Sabbath on that day was to teach. So from the from verse 10 here, we saw that the scripture had defined his purpose for going to the Sabbath. Correct? Yeah, correct. And he was teaching. What was happening that instant was that he was teaching. And he was teaching in one of the Sabbaths, one of the synagogue on the Sabbath. Mm. Now, I discovered that teaching was the enterprise he was engaged in at that instant. He was teaching. The Bible here did not tell us I mean, where we read, if we restrict ourselves to this context from verse 10 to 17, he didn't tell us what he was teaching about. But suffice to mention by the Spirit in Luke's account that he was teaching. Now, the next thing the writer of, of Luke says is, And behold, there was a woman that had the spirit of infirmity 18 years, one, and was bowed together, two, 
and could be no wise lift up herself. This woman was also there when he was teaching. Mm. I discovered that even in this condition, she did not stop attending teachings. Mm -hmm. True. So, for the writer of, of this book to say 18 years, it means that everybody had known that for 18 years, this condition had persisted in her life. They had a, they, they, they had a numbering of how long she had been in this condition. You see, the first thing we saw was that they, they said she was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And look at the funny thing. They said this spirit of infirmity caused this condition. She was bound together and could in no wise lift up herself. I'm trying to picture what medical science would describe this condition as. She was in this condition for 18 solid years. You know, some people think that because they pass through some certain kind of things, they should not come to God. Mm. But for 18 years, she was faithful. She was coming to the Sabbath. Okay. And when Jesus saw her, you see, when Jesus saw her in verse 12, he called her to him. That is a matter for me. Mm. He did not call her to anybody. The first thing Jesus does when he sees people in conditions like this is that he calls them to himself. Mm. He called her to him and said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. He just said that. And he laid his hands on her and immediately, what? She was made straight and glorified God. You see, Jesus saw her and then the first thing he did was he called her to him. So I discovered that you can be in this kind of bent over condition mm -hmm. and then that does not stop Jesus from calling you in that state to himself. So, it does not matter the condition a man has found himself. Jesus today still calls that person to himself. Because it's only when you come to him that he can now give that declaration. Thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Maybe she had come to church, but she had not answered the call to him. But Jesus called her to him. She had been coming to the synagogue. Many Sabbaths had passed for 18 years. She had never heard the call of Jesus. But the call of Jesus comes with a declaration. It doesn't matter what is wrong with your life. Once you can hear the call of Jesus, once you can hear Jesus call you to him, once you answer that call, there's something that is going to be a follow-up. A declaration that addresses the condition that has arrested you. Oh, yes, mm -hmm. I discovered that when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. That is a matter and we must emphasize that. Mm -hmm. Jesus does not call people to anything aside himself. Every time Jesus sees a man in a condition, right? 
he calls those people to himself. I don't know how many persons are hearing. I don't know how many persons would listen to this scripture. I don't know how many persons would listen, would hear what this scripture is communicating beyond these words that we're reading. Jesus calls people to him. He's not calling you to a denomination. He didn't call her to to the synagogue because it was just one of the synagogues. There were many other synagogues. But he called her to him. If we were to interpret this, it will sound like, come to me. Come to Jesus. So I see that that is the platform on which any other thing can happen. When you've answered the call to Jesus first, we cannot begin to say, oh, he said the declaration. The basis of that was there was a call from Jesus to that woman. To him. Right? Do you want to say something on top? Oh, all right. So uh, you, you lead that very important basis, that um, point that people, Jesus calls people to himself. Yes. Because from him comes forth all graces. Yes. Not to men, not to denominations, yes. but to himself. Yes. So um, in verse 12, Say when he had called when Jesus had when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. In verse 13, and he laid hands his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. What I want to say in line with these two verses, 12 and 13, is from the Jesus' point of view. Alright. I see Jesus as First of all, there were two things he did. He identified that this woman's condition, because we, will see, we are still coming to that point yes. when he asked the decide when he asked oh the Pharisees. That's that's a very hot point for us to discuss. Yes. He identified the woman's condition yes. as not normal, as an aberration, as an aberration, as an abnormality, and then he called. Had to himself for deliverance. So I believe that I I even think you know what I want us to do first because I, I don't want to talk what I'll be speaking on will also cut across that okay. place when he said oh not this woman. Okay. So should we not just take it down to that point and then discuss okay. Okay. fully on it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in verse fifteen we just go to verse fifteen. Then the Lord, we have to talk about the reservation of the of the of the, of the, the, the ruler of the synagogue of the in verse 14. Okay. Because it was in reaction to that, that Jesus now said verse 15. Okay, let me read 16. 14. Yes. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, with because indignation. that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to walk, and in them therefore come and be healed, oh and not God. on the Sabbath day. <laughs> The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? And not not this woman, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom whom Satan had bound, bound, lo, this 18 years, be loosed from this this bond bond on the Sabbath Sabbath day. 
So, talking about verse 12 and 13, Jesus saw a responsibility, he saw a need. Yes. And it, it, bother, it, it, it must affect us as servants of God, as ministers of God. Jesus did not see the, the problem of the woman as too big for God to handle, for the Spirit of God to handle. Jesus saw a woman in pains, which the Pharisees did not see, which the scribes did not see. He saw his, minist- his concept of ministry is something that every minister, true servant of God, must study. Jesus was willing to stop that teaching yes. to address that woman. Yes. Probably because, probably what he was teaching about was on the power of God. Or was on the ability of God to do all things. We don't know the content of his teaching. Yes. But we saw a demonstration. Yes. I perceive that probably what he was teaching about was, remember in, in the, there was a time he entered a particular synagogue. Yes. And then he was opening the scripture and he opened the book of Isaiah chapter 61. Yes. And then he said, the spirit of God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to heal the broken hearted, you know, yes. on and on. Yes. And then he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled. Little wonder, I, I, I don't know why I digress with the book of Acts. When he says the former treaty survived, began um, written unto you, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. So, Jesus understood that there must come forth a doing. He saw the woman and saw an, an opportunity to, to practicalize what he was actually teaching on. So, it's as ministers of God, as servants of God, it's, we must learn from that. So, now, the reaction of the Pharisees the reaction of the scribes they saw it as they saw it as they they, they were not used to miracles they were not used to those kind of things they were not used to seeing lame walk blind see and again they were jealous again they were they were too religious they did not see the miracle that had happened what they saw was somebody breaking the Sabbath hmm. because of their religiosity. Hmm. The religiosity had blinded them. They could not see yes. what wonderful thing was happening. And that's why we must be careful of religion. We must be we must be so careful. Because religion can blind. Religion blinds. Yes. No wonder James said he said pure and perfect religion is one that what will visit the poor in their need those in, they are sick in their affliction, and we keep ourselves on, on, on spotted from sin. So religion, religion blinds. They saw the, they, they saw the miracle, but they choose to ignore it. They choose to look if he had actually kept the Sabbath or not. Hmm. And that was what betted their, their indignation and their, their question. In verse 14. In verse 14. So, I want you to carry on with verse 15 and 16 so we can okay, verse 15. Mm. We now saw that when they, they were indignant and then they, you know, I saw something in verse 14. They did not address Jesus. So. Mm. He said, and said unto the people. Mm. <laughs> it was like 
they, they wanted to correct that impression because what Jesus did was, was wrong mm. because he was teaching. So they had to now address the people. They left Jesus. Because look at it in verse 14. Because, and because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people. Mm. So it was like they wanted to spite him or to make the people see that don't follow this. Mm. This is wrong what he has done. Mm. They said unto the people, there are six days. Can you imagine people that if you want to be healed, if you want to be healed, come and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. So why was the woman who was bound with the spirit of infirmity 18 years, why has she not been healed all this while? Okay. The question is, has she not been coming on days that were not Sabbath? Sabbath. Yes, she was coming. So why was she not healed? Mm. It was not the days, it was him that was present to heal. That's what these people did not understand. So look at the answer of Jesus in verse 15. The Lord then answered him. You see, he was saying to the people, but Jesus now took the matter personal. Mm-hmm. Now focus on the elder of the synagogue. The Bible calls him the ruler. <laughs> he, Jesus now answered him. He was saying to the people, <laughs> I love Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. In verse 15, the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, do not eat one of you on the Sabbath. Don't you lose your ox or your ass from the stall and lead them away to watering. Let's mm. pause here. Okay. Do you know what Jesus like in this? What happened? What transpired in the synagogue? Mm. He said, if you've not fed your horse on the Sabbath day, the horse has not drank water. It can die out of... The horse is not like um, the camel that can reserve water. Mm-hmm. You need to take the horse out to eat. You need to take the horse out to drink water. Mm-hmm. So he said, if on the Sabbath day you can lose your horse and take him to watering, you can take him to eat, how much more this woman? Mm. He said, if you do that on the Sabbath and you feel you don't break God's ceremonial laws about the Sabbath, why do you think someone being healed on the Sabbath Universe is 16. a big deal? Universe 16. And ought not this woman. woman. This is the emphasis. Mm. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, lo, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath. I feel something here. Mm. You know, when I saw this scripture, as we read it now, and ought not this, what does ought mean, if I might ask? What is ought? What is ought? And ought not, what does that sentence mean? What does it imply? Well, it speaks of something that should, should actually happen. Yes. Suppose. Like something that was was out of place that should not be out of place. Something that that's supposed to be natural. So is it like he said? It's a stronger word than should. So he saw it as a taboo, or saw it as as a as an offense or as as an aberration. So so what 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 verse thirty what verse sixteen implies is that that woman being loosed was supposed to be the normal thing. 
Look at it now. Mm. Jesus was so shocked that how can this woman look at it? Look at the things. Mm. Being a daughter of Abraham, a daughter of the covenant of, of, of the man who received the covenant. You can of imagine. So she had a connection to the covenant. She mm. was not a gentile. Mm -hmm. So she had. She was entitled yes. to a perfect sound state. Is that this 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 can be likened to a child of God? You come to a church, or you come to a gathering, and you see a man of a, a man of the spirit. You see someone who has been fellowshipping with with a congregation. You just see that this guy has been with Jesus. He has he, he, okay. He said, "I've given my life since 2000 and something, 19 something." And then you discover that there's a condition that is a contradiction to his covenant realities. So Jesus was saying, ought not this child of God? Mm. You know, there are some aberrations that we have accepted as normal. Yes. And, and, I, like, and I like what Jesus was quick to point in that verse. So just to portray what you are saying, just to compliment it. He said, he identified that Satan hmm. was the cause of that problem, okay. of that affliction. You're going to complicate this. No, no, no. He identified. I'm saying that you are raising a bigger issue. Mm, okay. Let, let, let me land. Let okay. me let me go on gradually so we can okay. see how to complement each other. So the woman had been bound rightly, and Jesus had identified that it was not supposed to be so. Yes. Now, like like you said, that there are there are certain people you see in church. Having a child, they serving a God, a living yes. God, yes. a God that have, of that have promised healing, yes. a God that has promised deliverance, yes. and yet they still go through things that we have counted as normal. Yes. For some people, they believe that that some afflictions is just normal. No. It's just normal. They tend, they tend to, they've accepted it. There's an ought not from. And then Jesus was quick to identify that yes. in this woman's case, it was the devil. Yes. The devil had bound her. Yes. Now, now it's a complicated thing. Yes. There are many things that could have cost it. But the devil had bound her. In this case. In this case Jesus identified the source, hmm. the root cause of this thing. That Satan yes. is involved in this thing. Excuse me. Go on. I want to ask a question. Yeah. How can Satan bound a child of the covenant? That's why I said, you know, there are many things that could happen. Right, so one of it could be one our ignorance. Yes. All right. Another thing could be our carelessness. There are many things that could have caused it. So, but let's let's talk let's talk um, let's let's talk along these lines. Okay. Now, let's let's go on. It could be our ignorance. Yes. When she's ignorant she's of her covenant rights. Rights. Rights that. That avails her in the covenant. In the covenant. Let's apply it to our present day. Mm. The, the, the realities. Imagine a child of God. You are saved. You've received the salvation of Jesus. Mm. You have the life of God in you. And you see an aberration in your life that has been there for long. Satan can capitalize on your ignorance of that covenant provision in your new bed and bind you. No, 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 look at it this way. Look at it this way. There are some bondages that one will have been even before meeting, having an encounter okay. with Christ. Okay. So, naturally, or I would like to say, let's say naturally, the person had several afflictions, several bondages before he met Christ.
Correct. Now you are born again, and yes. then you still face those kind of afflictions. Yes. Satan had bound that person. Yes. So I believe it's a case of ignorance. Yes. I believe it's a case. Probably this woman was born. I don't know how old the woman had this, but probably she was born. You know, there are cases that people were born like that. Okay. Right. And there are some cases that people actually inherit. They inherit some family strongholds, some, you know, parental stronghold and the rest. So, but I think it's a case of primarily ignorance of what God has provided in the covenant. So many believers, they get born again, but they do not know what that Jesus has actually provided. There is a balm in Gilead. There is, there is solution to their problems they've been carrying. So it's just for us to apply it. It's like the blood has been shed for all those things. Now it's time for us to apply it to our situations. So many believers fail to understand the power that is inherent in the gospel. They fail to see the provisions that Jesus had made, the provisions of deliverance, the provisions of recovering all that we have lost, the provision of perfect health. Thank you. Perfect health. You know, I know... We need to stress that. We need to stress that. There are people, there are people who were born with i know people all right i know certain persons before they came to know jesus christ before they gave that to christ they had serious health challenges but as soon as they became christian they began to see that jesus shared his blood for this my infirmity yes jesus shared his blood for this my situation on the basis of that on that basis they began to apply faith if jesus did this for me they began to challenge themselves to accept it yes and then when they began to pray, they saw changes yes. and they saw healing. And over time, they recovered because they knew. So it, 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 it reminds me of the scripture that, that says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Probably this woman did not know that there was provision. And the Pharisees were guilty, the scribes were guilty of not revealing to them the covenant, what was in the covenant. So can I cut? Carry on. I brother. see that there's a danger of being in the congregation of people who do not know. Mm. Because if she was in a congregation of people who understood covenant realities, right? Obviously, from the from the indignation, from the statement of the Pharisee, they don't understand covenant. Because if you were in a congregation where people appreciate covenant realities, correct? They will not make this kind of statement, say, come back on the Sabbath day. Hmm. They will not say, come back on the Sabbath day. So this woman had been going to that synagogue for 18 years. Hmm. If she had, you know, I don't know, if she had gone in her current day, if she had gone to another church where covenant realities were preached, if she had associated with another group of persons mm. that were conscious, that had knowledge of their covenant right in Jesus. No, there are some things you may not know that you're entitled to until you hear them. True. Very correct. Until you hear another person say, am I entitled to this? So you mean Jesus also paid this for me? You, on the basis of that enlightenment, you can now begin to legislate and say, Satan, your hands must be off this. Just like that prodigal song. Yes. And just like those two sons, like that, the one, one left and he went off with his, with his properties and the other one stayed. And then he was asking, later on, 
The other one was when the other the one that left came, right? And the father killed the, the big ox and celebrated him. The other one now asked the father, was jealous and say, I've been here all this while and nothing like this. And the father said, ah, but all these things are yours also. Yes. You know, so yes. it's just like that too. Many people we, we they, they are in the covenant, but they do not know their covenant right. And the devil can harass them. No wonder. No wonder this scripture comes in mind. They that know their God hmm. shall be strong, shall be strong and do exploit. And do so there is a need for us to know our God, a knowing beyond congregational explanation. This is a knowing of personal experience. Mm. There are some covenant realities. If you're a child of God, if you are saved, this this seed, Bible says, not no, a no. jot or a tittle will fail. If Jesus says, by his stripes you are healed, you can take it to the bank. Mm. It means that no sickness has the right to be in your body. Mm. If you have housed it for 18 years, once that knowledge comes, you say, ought not me, being a child of God, mm. that point comes in your life where you say this ought not to be. But it starts from when you have understanding of your covenant rights. True. There are rights that accrue to you. You know what he said in Psalms? He said, I've said to you, all of you, you are gods. Mm. And you are children of the most high. But you shall die like men. Why? What you don't know what you don't have knowledge of, you can't operate. Mm. You can't reap a benefit. In the in the spiritual realm, you can't reap, you cannot reap from ignorance. It's just like it's just like a man who has a gun, a loaded gun. Yes. And then the thief comes to his house. But he doesn't know that the gun, he has a loaded gun, okay. and the gun is just in the drawer. An example comes to my mind. Yeah. Let me tell you. Perfect understand uh, example of covenant realities. I'm talking about Abrahamic covenant, mm. not even the covenant in Jesus. Yes. Do you know that Abraham farming pursued Abraham from land to land? There was farming in the days of Abraham. Are you aware? Mm. But do you know that Isaac understood covenant when he was in Gera? God appeared to him and said, Don't go down to Egypt. Mm. Do you know even the man who had that covenant with God did not understand that provision was saved? was a fundamental term of his covenant. Abraham went down. Mm-hmm. Abraham went down. There was famine in Abraham's days. But Isaac understood covenant and God met him. He had made up his mind to go down. God met him in Genesis. I think Genesis 13 or so. And then said, do not go down to Gera. He said, stay in this land and so. How did God meet him? on the basis of the covenant he had with Abraham. Mm. He met Isaac and said, don't go down to Egypt. Mm. So even Abraham, who had the covenant with God, was not even aware that in famine, famine can be affecting others but cannot affect you. Mm. And that was why he went into trouble when he went there. Isaac would have repeated that same mistake. But God had to Act to bring him to understand that bring him to his senses. You are a covenant child. Mm. If there's famine everywhere, I can prosper you. Yes. The Bible says he sold in that land and he prospered and he lived hundredfold. How? Covenant. Mm. He had the connection with God. Same thing too with the brother we talked about this morning, Jacob. He had the covenant connection. He went to, he thought that the way he could get this blessing was through his toilings. 
it was it was a mantle that would have been passed a, a something would have he was to inherit it not by struggle mm-hmm. he went he went to serve Laban he went to yeah he, he had taken so much wealth but still he discovered that he had not gotten the same covenant blessing that Abraham had that's why he met that angel and said oh bless me he was still asking to be blessed. I thought you have a whole lot of acquisitions, a whole lot of possessions. And then the engineer asked him, what is your name? Mm. So you can see that one had covenant, was not aware of it, and another man. So if applying this in verse 16, if you are a child of God, you must become aware of every covenant benefit that accrues to you mm-hmm. on the basis of your relationship with God. And on that on that basis, once you know those covenant realities, you can begin to address those things. You tell them to shift. They have to shift. Because Jesus felt that. It was an aberration. You know, that Syrophoenician woman who came, she was a Syrophoenician woman who said even dogs eat. She knew that healing was not available to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. She knew that she knew that healing was a covenant realities of Abraham's people. Mm-hmm. So that's why she said, I might not be part of the covenant, mm-hmm. but even I can benefit from the crumbs. Mm-hmm. Jesus marveled that they are seeing no such great faith. But how many people who were Abraham's children knew that in their in their ancestry was, mm. was a man who had a covenant with God and on the basis of that covenant no sickness was supposed to be in them and then you said something about faith yes faith also comes from knowledge yes knowledge of God's word yes how can this woman how could she have had faith in any healing power of God if she doesn't know what the word of God says so this is this is this is where we should underline today yes we must know our covenant rights. Yes. It's not normal for us to walk in Christ, walk in, in the light of God, and still remain the same. Yes. And still remain sick. Yes. And still remain barren. Yes. And still remain poor. Yes. And still remain wretched. Yes. So we must go back to the word of God yes. and know what the word of God says. The word of God is God's will, God's desire. God's plan for us. Yes. And we are walking in a far better covenant yes. than that of Abraham. Yes. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We are walking in a far more powerful covenant. Hallelujah. Filled with better promises. Hallelujah. 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 And so Jesus put the adversaries to shame. Yes. Because of his response. Okay. And the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This is powerful. This is powerful. This is profound. Yes. May the Lord bless the world my heart in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing with us, Apostle Nansu. God bless you. Goodbye.